Welcome back to another episode of your Southern Diva, where I bring to you my opinions and advice on everything from food, fashion, makeup, music, TV shows, and movies. And last but not least, those juicy sizzling hot topics of the day. You can listen to my podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. You can also reach me at the Southern Diva one at gmail.com and also on Instagram at the underscore Southern underscore Diva. If you would like for me to review anything that you have going on as far as any products or services that you have. Now, let's just go ahead and jump back into it. The last couple of weeks, of course, you all know I've been reviewing the No Limit documentary series that's been on BT. And the last one that premiered, the fifth episode was called No Limit Forever. And so basically, that was just talking about the downfall of what went on with a lot of the artists that was on No Limit label. And also the rise of his son, Little Romeo, kind of taking over the game during that time period when everybody was leaving or going to jail. Like, for example, his brother C. Murder got life in prison. But right now, you know, newsflash, something is really going on exciting. You know, Kim K is trying to get him out with the help of Monica and Lala. So hopefully he'll be getting out soon. And also um, another artist that was on the label was Mac. He got 30 years for murder or attempted murder, if I'm not mistaken. But he got 30 years, so... Hopefully he'll be coming out soon. And also Mystical during that time period had got arrested for, I think, rape, him and his uh, bodyguards. And I think he did some time, maybe a couple of years. Um, Joy, do you remember how much time Mystical did? Probably like five years, I want to say. Five years or less for that rape charge back, back in the day. I'm not sure how long. Oh, okay. And also during that time, you know, Soldier Slim passed away. And I think Fiend had left to go to Rough Riders. It was just so much going on, you know, during that time period towards the late 90s, 99, 2000. You know, a lot of the great artists had left. Um, Mia X left. You know, she ended up getting cancer, but of course surviving. So it was just so much that had gone on during that time period. Um, Joy, what did you think about the very last episode of No Limit Forever? Do you think they kind of tied up all the episodes and everything that happened? To no limit, you know, in a nice bow, what you know, everything that happened. Um, I think, I think it was cool, you know, trying to end on a high note, but I think they they skipped over a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of the, a lot of the negative things that happened with the company that wasn't, that that wasn't um, the artist's fault, but you know, okay, the CEO fault, P. Mm-hmm. and stuff and not owning up and taking the blame for a lot of stuff that he did you know but then of course it's his it's his documentary so right. you know make yourself look good in the light exactly now are there any stories that you know you didn't see that they covered or anything that they didn't talk about that you know personally that could have happened between you know no limit artists and any other artists that any type of story that kind of sticks out in your mind that you wish they would have covered but they didn't at all. Well, I heard him on the um on the Breakfast Club and Master no, P. Master P. Okay. You know, but he didn't he didn't want to talk about uh, the Pimp C story because because C story because of what happened with that and since he's. He's not here to defend himself, so he didn't want to bring that up or talk about that on a documentary. That's what he said. So, oh, so what happened with him and Pimp C? Like, because that's one of my favorite artists, UGK, Bun B, Pimp C. That was my other, you know, from the South. 
you know, pulled out the Texas. I mean, what happened with that? I, I have no idea. Yeah, they had some. They had a. Um, they had a beef. They had an incident. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it depends on who you ask. Mm. You know what it was about, and you know they end up. You know, got violent. Oh wow! And also, um, you know, you know they had beef with uh pimp. You know, well, it, it depends on who you ask. You know, mm-hmm. you can listen to like. His his mom, Pimp C, have a long Pimp C mom had an interview on YouTube. You can check out. Um, you know she's deceased now, but at the oh. time she made a she was that manager, UGK manager, and they had an okay. incident with P. Um, you know, you know the way he was disrespecting his mom and stuff, and disrespecting Pimp C's mom. That's yeah, yeah, according to, to him, since there was the manager, he was trying to get them to come to New Orleans to record a song or whatever. Okay. But Pimp was already working with some other artists and just couldn't up and leave and right. and he was saying how, you know, they they song ain't gonna hit, you know, come work with me and I got the money and mm-hmm. but Pimp Mom was the manager and she was like, Well, you know, your money's green is just like the other person's money's green. So we ain't gonna right. just, you know, this them just come for you. Mm-hmm. And they got into a, a shouting match or whatever over the phone, and then he cussed her out or something. Oh, and, no, he didn't. But you know, but then Pimp found out eventually and stuff, and that's how a lot of that started from what uh, from what she said. Oh wow, that's very rude. Now, you know, you still even though that's the manager at the end of the day, that's still his mom. So you just can't be cussing out people's mom, no matter if she's the manager or not. You That's just online. You don't cross. I don't care who you are, how much money you got. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, um, yeah. Some stuff. Don't know. He, he, he didn't know how to handle it that way. So, you know, it got, you know, it came to a point where Pimp was like dissing him in songs and, Cuss, yeah. cuss him out on stage. I was at the concert when he actually cussed him out on stage. And who Pimp C cussed out Master P? Yeah. What? Yeah. And you know, call him all types of names or whatnot. You know, I was, I was, I was there at the concert. I remember that happened. Oh wow! So it happened, but you know, they end up, you know, catching him slipping or whatever, and hotel broken his hotel room, and you know, they end up. You know, beat him up, pistol whipped him, and all that. You know. So Pimp, Pimp C got pistol whipped by Master P. I don't know Master P himself, but you know some no limit people. Oh man! You know, end up you know jumping him and and stuff in his hotel room, and, and that was and the same that. night he was on stage. Or oh, this was like some totally like a totally different day or a night. Different incident. Oh, yeah. a different incident. Oh, I just can't you know. believe. Because Break Them All Some is one of my favorite songs by those two artists off of Ice Cream Man, Masterpiece. So I'm just really shocked yeah. about it. Yeah that, yeah, that happened. You know, I think it was Pimp and, I mean, Pimp C and C Murder and all them. Cause he kind of mentioned that in that, you know, one of them songs that Pimp had, Hog in the Game. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Oh, you did play me that earlier while he was dissing, you know, Pimp C, not Pimp C, but, uh, murder 
Pimp C was dissing C Murder and Master P in that song. I was, I mean, I heard that song hundreds of times, but I just never paid attention that deeply to the lyrics until you kind of broke it down to me saying, hey, no, he talking about Master P and C Murder. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, I was just dumbfounded about that, by that. So, and I'm just really shocked to hear about, you know, Pimp C getting beat up. That's just I'm just really shocked by it. Yeah, it's in a book. Um, Pimp, you know, they did a book before, um, about a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. All that detail in the book. I haven't read it yet, but um, but yeah, it's all in there. So, uh, Pimp C book that was something that he wrote before he passed away, or is that nah, like a third party? Like third party. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But I think his mom had a lot to do with the book too. Oh, before she died. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, that's just like a first-hand account. She was there for it. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be interested in reading that, or if you do read it, you know, just let me know more of the details about that situation. I'm just really shocked by that. But, you know, overall, I think that, you know, I'm glad that Master P came around because we had so many artists that, you know, came around, so many great songs that came around, you know, because of him. But, you know, from what I got from the five-part documentary is that, to me personally, this is just my opinion, he really didn't take full responsibility for what happened, the downfall. You know, to him, it doesn't seem like he feel like it was a downfall because, you know, his young son, you know, little Romeo came along and kind of helped them stay afloat after everybody left. But to me, it seemed like he was kind of, you know, biting off of Bow Wow. Cause you know they had the braids, you know, going to the back, the bandanas, the little little singing songs, like the little girls hollering and screaming and liking and loving and stuff like that. So it just seemed like he just kind of took that from Jermaine Dupree, you know, handbook and kind of just put it with his son. What you think about that that little part? Um, yeah. Um, oh yeah, but then pimp, pimp. According to P, him and um, pimp C. You know, they did make up after the fact, after he got out of prison, after Pimp got out of prison. So, oh. I mean, that's what uh, P said. So, oh, um, well, we don't so know. So, we don't know, but that's what he said. So, mm-hmm. but as far as the um, little well, Romeo. B, what he say? Ron, Ron B don't never comment. Ron B is usually the, co- the cool one okay. out, of, out of it. You know, he don't really get involved in media type mess and. Mm-hmm. I think somebody asked him about it. He said, man, you, that's between Pimp and P. You got to ask them. Okay. So okay. I think he know what he yeah, ain't going to say and all like that. He just going to, you know, keep it, keep it, keep it trill. Yeah. And, but, you know, the whole Romeo and, I mean, that was, that's, that's out of P book. That's what he do. He, mm-hmm. he take a lot of stuff from other artists and run with it, you know. Wow. And I mean, that's that's not hate or anything. That's just well documented, you know, throughout the years. Right. Because you opened my eyes to a lot of things that P kind of ripped off from other artists, like the song Ice Cream Man came from the Loonies. And what was the other song that you said that he took from somebody? A song called Bout It. Bout It, yeah. Came from UNLV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you that know. was a group that was with uh, Manny Fresh and Baby and. All of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah cash cash money. money, yeah. So it's just like, I mean, I like Master P because, I mean, at the end of the day, he, you know, had like little money and he built like this huge corporation, you know, as far as a record label and he turned it, you know, with 
everything that he did as far as the merchandising and everything. So, I mean, I, you know, congratulate. I can't, you know, hate on it or, you know, just talk bad about it. But it's just some ways that, you know, after watching the five-part series, I really didn't agree with. It just seemed like he really didn't take any responsibility, you know, for when things went bad. You know, especially when he started doing other ventures and, you know, not focusing as much on his record label and, you know, also letting go, you know, the people that made your sound, that made your beats, that made your hits, beats by the pound, you know, if they want a little bit more money or, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little something, you know, you you supposed to feed them, you supposed to give them what they need to help, you know, your family, your company continue to grow and blossom, so... I don't know. I just, I'm just really disappointed in that. And he just seemed like he was just like, well, they didn't agree with this. They didn't like this. So I let them go on. I let them go. I cut up, uh, you know, I tore up their contract and let them go on about their business. So I just was kind of uneasy about that. I mean, I don't know. What, what did you think? I, I don't I mean, know. He's, he's saying that everybody always have three years, you know, to stay on top. And But it was a lot of stuff that happened was you know about him losing the the beast by the pound and those good artists yeah and then you know cash money came up and Killed start it. start you know repping for new orleans and and, mm-hmm. and being you know true new orleans and southern and yeah and then um then you know pastor troy came and put a stamp on him and kind of helped you know, help yeah. put the nail in the coffin when it end up the end of the end of No Limit was because I think because of Pastor Troy when that No More Playing GA song came out. And I, I completely forgot about that until you played it, and I was like, oh yeah, he did go off on Master P. I mean, I completely forgot about that, and that's true. When you know what was the five hundred four boys? That's what they started calling themselves later, Master P. When? That was something they tried to come up with. Yeah. The, if you look at the old mm-hmm. old album cover, CD cover, Five O Four Boys, supposed mm-hmm. to be in a group with, with Master P, Silk, and, yep. M- and Mystical. But oh, then, wait a minute, Mystical. I don't remember that. That was if you look at them old CD covers and album covers, you'll see the 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 album cover for mm-hmm. the Five O Four Boys mm. called thing called Goodfellas. It was Mystical, Silk, and Master P. But then everybody started leaving the beats by the pound left and all that. The sound wasn't the same. So they just got a whole bunch of group of whoever was left on No Limit just put them and made it out of the five or four boards. Oh, yeah, because I do remember one part of the series, the last part, um, where they had like a whole bunch of people like like taking pictures with 504 jerseys. And I was like, who are all these people? I did not recognize anybody but Master P., Silk and C Murder, and I think even Little Romeo had a little five hundred four. I don't know if he was just there just to take the picture, you know, with the little jersey on, or if he was trying to be a part of it. Do you know if he was trying to be a part of that little five hundred four boy? So he was just it's, it's there not, as a mascot because <laughs> you know a little boy. I don't know. <laughs> it's not no clear membership. It just folks. It just put folks in uh, that was on no limit roster at the time because mm-hmm. no one can name all of them or. No. You know the main Please. ones, but you can't name all of them. No, like that, you know, because they didn't care. They did like two albums, right? You know, only hit. I remember it's uh, the Wobble Wobble. I like yep. that. Yep, know. I was. That's exactly what I was just thinking about as you were talking. Wobble Wobble. Let me see you shake it, shake it. Yeah, that song. That's the only one that I can remember off the top of my head that I liked. 
you know, but I honestly, like during that time, like I didn't know a background stuff or what was going on with No Limit until years later. And so, you know, me and you started talking about it and I realized that everybody had left. I guess I was just wrapped up into the music. I didn't know that everybody had left. You know, I knew about, you know, see murder you know unfortunately having to do life which is completely wrong because when you saw the documentary you know that he didn't you know shoot that boy in the club even the uh what, what was it the security guard one of the security that was inside the club recanted mm -hmm. his story and you know did that actually at court and they just like well too bad type of situation so i mean i'm just so glad that monica you know stuck by him like i'm like oh this is like a true love story that's why she did not stay with her husband you know it didn't work out because that is a true soulmate because you know you show me all the old videos you know when she would go on stage and still shout out see murder for years and all of the postings that i saw today of you know monica going back and forth with her and see murder posting old pictures of each other together it was just so sweet i mean do you think kim k can really help get him out or get some type of new trial what you think because she i mean you could i mean people you know really a lot of people really don't like her but i mean she has got some results you know i don't know what you think yeah, cause they family good with them Trump folks, so. Oh gee. Oh, so gee. she might try to get a pardon through him, you know. But yeah. And then he might do it just so he can say he he got C murder out. So now he wants the black votes for this November. You're not gonna get it, sir. I don't care who you set free. You are not going to get it at all. I don't care who you get out, who you help out, who you hook up. No, you're not getting it. No, I'm sorry. And then, I mean, Kanye not helping either. So, I mean, what's the deal with that? <laughs> like, hmm. I'm, re I'm really hoping that people are not taking that mess seriously. Like, Kanye, please don't. Kanye working with, with Trump, trying to split the votes with, mm -hmm. instead of getting Joe Biden and, and, and Kamala Harris votes, you're going to try to split it mm -hmm. and let folks get for him and they're going to end up you know, with a Trump victory if they if people don't think. That's why I said, please go out and vote. Please, please, please make sure you go register. Make sure you find out your voting stations because this is a serious election coming up this year in November. It's vote or die. That's how I feel like because it's just too much craziness going on with corona, police brutality. It, it's just we got to make sure that we do our job and, you know, stay informed and just not go about what you see on Instagram and, you know, sound bites. Make sure that you do your due diligence and make sure that you pay attention and make sure that you read up on the candidates to see what they're really offering to us. You know, it's just it's just a serious situation right now. But um I know something else that I wanted to talk about was the Rough Riders. You know, they got a five-part documentary, so I got to go back and watch that. I didn't get a chance to go watch it, but I know the first one was called The Origin Story. So did you get a chance to see the Rough Riders in a part of it to go look at it, go back? Yeah, I watched it. What? So how many parts was it? Was it one part just premiered last week or was it two? 
It was just one part, the first intro. Okay, okay. So on my next episode, I'm going to talk about the Rough Riders, the origins, because I have to go back and watch it. So I wanted that to be a separate episode from No Limit. I wanted to have a totally separate episode where we're talking about Rough Riders, their five part. Uh, Boo. Their five part, <laughs> five part documentary, because I have no clue about, you know, how Rough Riders got started. You know, I just know that some of the people that were on the roster, you know, I don't know how they got started with what Rough Riders, how they became any type of group, you know, within Rough Riders or any type of organization or just. I'm just very interested and intrigued to learn all about it because, you know, I'm, I knew more about No Limit. That's from the South. And, you know, I knew the artists and everything like that. So I knew some of the things, but not everything. And I'm going into the Rough Riders docuseries not knowing anything but DMX and Eve, the locks, and their producer. Well, what's his producer name? Um, oh. The producer. Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats. Yeah, Swiss Beats. Yeah, he was um the the owners of Rough Riders, Rough Riders are family. You know, it was from D and Y. Mm -hmm. They like Dean, last name Dean. Mm -hmm. They're like brothers and they sister. I forgot her name. But it was okay. like two brothers and a sister. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the like you said, the producer is Swiss Beats and they're right. they're actually his nephew. Oh, that's the nephew. Okay, so, see, I I didn't even know that. So I'm I'm really excited to see the five part documentary. I thought it was gonna be like two episodes in one night, like you know, No Limit was. But I'm glad they're kind of breaking it up and only showing one episode per week. I'm hoping that's how they do the other ones. I'm I hope it's gonna be two. Oh man, see that I wish they would do like one episode per week to kind of prolong it because it just seems like it's not a lot on TV right now. You know, besides you know basketball came back, thank goodness. But you know that's just something I you know kind of wanted it to last a little bit longer selfishly. But you know I just can't wait to you know talk to you all about the Rough Riders episode as well. So it'll be kind of interesting you know to see my perspective from that. So. You know, until next time, again, like I said, you can hear my episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Until next time, smooches.